Hello and welcome to another episode of the Engineers Collective from New Civil Engineer. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your colleagues. It's free to download on all podcast sites or you can listen at newcivilengineer.com forward slash podcast. The Engineers Collective is powered by Bentley Systems. Around the world, engineers and architects, constructors and owner-operators are using Bentley software solutions to accelerate project delivery and improve asset performance for transportation infrastructure that sustains our economy and our environment. Together, we are advancing infrastructure. So welcome to the Engineers Collective. I'm Claire Smith and today I'm joined by Nadine Badu from the New Civil Engineer team. I'm going to be exploring how digital practices have changed as a result of the coronavirus pandemic and look at what benefits that might bring for the civil engineering industry in the long term. To talk about the digital world before the name coronavirus became such a widely used term, and to discuss the changes the virus has brought, we have ACOM's America's Director of Digital Practice and Technology, Michael Warren, joining us today. Michael serves as ACOM's team of industry-leading subject matter experts and technical specialist as a primary advisor before and during project delivery for small to large and complex projects. His primary duties include developing and managing and overseeing implementation of global development strategies and initiatives for traditional application of BIM for vertical structures within ACOM's transport projects. Michael has over 25 years of design and construction experience and has a degree in architecture, but has worked as a chief building inspector, a fire marshal, as well as an engineer and supervisor for a window and curtain wall manufacturer. So welcome to the Engineers Collective, Michael. Hello, glad to be here. Thanks for joining us. So how long has ACOM been using digital workflows for its projects in the US? For over 15 years. And we've been doing that uh, corporate-wide across multiple industries and disciplines. And what drove that change? The obvious advances in technology and the recognition of the inherent benefits of digital collaboration. So before the coronavirus pandemic, can you give us an idea of a case study on the kind of project that was typically delivered with a digital approach and what were some of the benefits that were brought in for that scheme? Sure. A good example is a, is a project that's actually scheduled to start construction uh, September 2021. Uh, it's the Golden Glades Interchange in South Florida. Uh, the project you know, is, is being done because currently that, that interchange carries over 400,000 vehicles a day. And uh, it's across five major, you know, highway facilities and at various locations along, you know, that, that actual project corridor, um, you know, a cross section of the road would vary from a few lanes to up to 24 lanes wide, uh, you know, going in both directions, including ramps, bridges, the local roads, etc. The interchange itself contains nearly 30 bridges within the project limits. So it was a very, very large mass project. AECOM began design work in 2017, right? So we're, we're three years in at 90% uh, design, getting ready to, you know, put the information out through collaboration with FDOT. So several challenges that we encountered throughout the life cycle, you know, since 2017 has been having nine engineers of record, right? Working on a project of that magnitude and the collaborative efforts to get, uh, you know, the three-dimensional and, and four-dimensional information uh, accessible to everyone and coordinated into one master model. So what was great about AECOM's approach and, and the, the magnitude of our resiliency and capabilities and flexibility, uh, we have a great technology stack available to us. 
So with that robust technology stack, the ability for us to share, collaborate, enhance document controls, have better, you know, design certainty for a pro project of this complexity, um, it just showcased our, our innovation and, and, and technical abilities. Um, the return on investment for the use of modeling and visualization uh, was just almost immeasurable. Uh, but the feedback for the agency, the client, um, was beneficial. They could see, you know, truly crystal clear design and constructability review information. So the ability of, of the nine engineers of record working together and collaborating with great communication and, and the use of technology, uh, the client, the receiver, was very happy, right? And using a, a cloud-based common data environment like ProjectWise gave us the flexibility and transparency of model access and document controls. It eliminated VPN issues. Um, you know, we, the security concerns were all managed with who could access what files, what folders, uh, you know, version controls, audit trails and system backups all, all happen naturally. And for a project of that size, you know, it, it takes years to design, it takes years to plan. Um, but the great thing was it was just the normal way that we worked. So going into a project that full scale, hundreds of people working on the project simultaneously, tens of thousands of documents being produced, uh, that, you know, Golden Glades Interchange project is, is a great example of, you know, adaptability and flexibility uh, that is paramount to AECOM's culture. But what about smaller schemes? They obviously weren't delivered in that same way. How did you work on those before the coronavirus became an issue? Not much differently based on the makeup of the design team. Uh, the size or the scale of the project didn't matter. Uh, the number of stakeholders and the locations of where those stakeholders were dictated our collaborative workflows. Um, and all of that that I just described, uh, we review before every project, regardless of, of the magnitude of the project itself. So it could be something small scale or large scale like the Golden Glades that I described. Uh, we have a digital healthy start process where we establish the roadmap uh, for technology, the use of technology on the project, how things are integrated, the accessibility of, of staff, whether they were in their office or working remote from home. Um, you know, the work remote aspect of AECOM, since we have offices, you know, over 400 offices worldwide, we have employees sometimes, for, for example, in, in Canada, um, you know, they, they're very remote and the, the ability to get to an office isn't always there. So the use of our technology, whether it's on a small scale or a large scale, um, really didn't change. So so in terms of the US moving into to lockdown to prevent the spread of coronavirus, what actually happened? And how many of your staff in the transportation business were affected? The safety of our staff is paramount to the company. So what actually happened was we, we followed local jurisdictions and rules we were able to mobilize. And again, because of the way that we normally use technology on a day-to-day -day basis, we advised our staff of what to do. So they were able to take their mobile workstations home. You know, they were able to take their additional monitors home so that, that working was no different um, for them, but safety was paramount. So not having people have to travel, you know, the, the biggest impact, I guess, um, were the stay-at-home mandates themselves because it varied and they rolled out differently all across all of our locations. Some had to ha happen sooner, 
much, you know, with much greater magnitude, others started to roll out in a much slower fashion. Uh, but basically AECOM made the action and took the move to everyone just prepare to work from home. Right. So it wasn't a matter of let's wait till this rolls across. Let's be proactive and deal with it now. So all of our offices were affected, but because of the way we use technology, it didn't impact, you know, the, the, the actual staff themselves or the collaboration that our teams were used to experiencing. Um, the only challenge was the change of physical location of where they had to work. So what were the challenges for schemes that were being delivered in the more traditional way with the shift to working from home? Well, for us, digital practice is our way. So, you know, in terms of traditional, um, one variation would be, you know, not printing out drawings or design documents and then reviewing them, you know, manually on paper by hand. Uh, that review process now is just occurring virtually, you know, marking, marking up documents inside our common data environments. But it was great and was widely accepted by people who hadn't even done that before. Um, because it gave them greater flexibility. Uh, multiple people could be marking up inside of documents at a time instead of, you know, different reviewers looking at different set of prints and then somebody had to coagulate all that together and then go scan it again and do other things. So, you know, the innovation and resiliency um, that's part of our culture, those challenges were honestly minimal. Um, again, it was just the, the big challenge was the change to our daily routine. You know, the not getting up uh, and having to to go through public transportation or drive in and park and then go to work. And then at the end of the day, you know, prepare yourself to come home, sit in traffic or right. We didn't. That, that was the biggest challenge. It, you know, people just had to get used to I can wake up and I can do my, you know, my morning exercise or have my breakfast and my coffee and I can just go right to work. So you were moving kind of projects that weren't near the end of their delivery cycle to a common data environment, the same as you already use for larger projects. What were some of the challenges in doing that almost overnight? Just the coordination with the hundreds of teams we have to effectively transfer those projects that were on local server uh, data environments into cloud-based locations. You know, where, where do we put them, getting the folder set up and the structure. Uh, we have a wonderful team of um you know, PAs, the pro, you know, the the project assistants and administrators, and then we have a network of global administrators that are there to support the hundreds and hundreds of PAs that we have. So it was just a matter of communicating with everyone in a very rapid fashion, providing some demonstration, and then you know, establishing just a quick sheet, a, a good checklist, right, for quality assurance to make the move. Uh, so it really wasn't a challenge at all. Uh, for for the rate of time that we had to do that, we we started the migration uh, after all offices had become fully remote. Uh, we started the migrations literally within 24 hours, and you know continued that process over the course of a couple of weeks, and it, it actually was was seamless. So how do people adapt to that change? Because normally those kind of things are more of a gradual transition rather than happening overnight. Everyone adapted very well. As I said, resiliency and, and, and being innovative and finding solutions and, and the collaborative nature of how AECOM is already structured to work. Um, you know, the, the, the planning and resiliency of our groups are, are part of the culture. Um, our staff, you know, embrace the flexibility 
and they actually embraced the, the speed with which we were able to move their work and they didn't have to stop working. And, and that was the beauty. They could pick up right where they left off. And have you provided any kind of training to help ease that transition? I know you've you've obviously explained that the, the, the team are very resilient, but, you know, is there any kind of additional assistance that you've offered? No, we, we implemented a broad scale communication, uh, mostly, you know, frequently asked questions, fact sheets uh, that we published, you know, globally through our, our corporate Internet. Um, and that went out to all market sectors. And since our team is very well versed in the use of digital practices uh, that AECOM employs daily, uh, it was just a matter of where they had to go to access their data. So that was probably, I think, the biggest paradigm shift. Uh, and, and again, the, the users uh, just, okay, instead of looking on my local server on my computer, now I just have to invoke this common data environment like ProjectWise or, or other cloud-based solutions. And there's my project. So that, that was the most that, that had to change, just the paradigm shift within the staff. What did you learn from working to move so many people and projects over to a new way of working so quickly? Honestly, the, the biggest thing I think that I learned and a lot of our leadership learned were that uh, the planning and resiliency of AECOM's cultures is, is truly there. It's paramount. Um, we were able to react. No one panicked. Um, we, as I said, we, there wasn't a loss in productivity or production, uh, with those things that we were engaged in. And so looking back, is there anything at all that you might do differently if you had to do all, all over again? Nothing. Nothing at all? No. Um, I would say, you know, if, if hindsight being 2020, uh, embracing, uh, cloud common data environment strategies a long time ago, but that's, something that doesn't even just impact AECOM, it, it impacts our industry just as a whole, right? Um, there's always that uh, general fear of technology and the general fear of using, you know, cloud-based technologies or is, is my information, is my data secure? Is it accessible? You know, um, it's, it's just a, a change, I guess. It, it's, it's the 21st century, right? So I, I would have, loved, you know, I've been doing this for 25 years. I would have loved to have seen cloud capabilities 20 years ago uh, in the robust nature that they are right now. But in all honesty, um, you know, there there wouldn't be anything that uh, honestly I would change. I mean, those things we can't control uh, as a company. We can't control them as, as uh, engineers and architects and design professionals worldwide. Um, it's just a matter of changing the way that uh, people expect to do business. So what have been the benefits? Have people become more productive as a result? Yes, yes. After the uh, inherent changes of the daily routine, we, we actually started to see increases in productivity. Um, some of the metrics that we got back initially within several weeks of uh, going to a more mobilized strategy uh, the flexibility and the ease of access for, for our staff to get to their work products. Um, we saw an increase of three additional hours work per week, and that was on average. Um, I mean, traditionally, there's a concern, though, isn't there, that working from home silos people. So has ACOM's approach aided that collaboration across the team? Yes, we were an early adopter of Microsoft Teams, for example. Um you know, and and prior to to the growth of Teams and and, and Microsoft making it a more robust uh, collaborative platform, we had already used WebEx, so it was very common 
to have meetings. Uh, many of our staff work in multiple offices and, and multiple locations geographically around the world. So it was normal for us to use technology to have meetings. And because of that technology, a lot of times, you know, you would have uh, team meetings while we were in the office, for example, and there would be, you know, 60 people on a call, but there would only be two people in the conference room, right? The project manager and then the project assistant, they're supporting. People stayed at their desks, continued to work and collaborated from their desks through the use of digital technology. So working from home was no different than I said. It's just a different location than sitting in a cubicle or your office, um, you know, in a centralized location where everybody comes together. It was just now you're in your dining room or your office at home or sometimes when the weather's great, we have meetings now where people are sitting outside, right? Enjoying the sun. So, you know, there, there, there was a lot of benefits and a lot of healthful well-being based benefits, um, you know, I, I think with the, the adaptation to the change. What about the rest of the supply chain? Have you seen benefits there with the shift to using common data environments? <clears throat> I think so. Um, a lot of the feedback that we've, we've been receiving um, from our, you know, our clients, a lot of the agencies is the ability to have that immediate access to their information, to the things that are being worked upon um, and having that access be, you know, digital where they can get to it, whether they're at home or they're at the office. And a lot of times they can get to those documents in the common data environments directly from their smartphone. Uh, they, they loved that ability, whereas the traditional, you know, email or prepare other digital file transfer mechanisms to get uh, deliverables to a client or to collaborate with other project stakeholders, consultants, um, you know, it, 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 it changed, right? So the supply chain actually benefited, uh, obviously, because we, we live in a world where people want things quickly, right? Well, the ability to get access to that information and what is desired was able to happen quickly. And I think people saw that and embraced it. So do you think the changes you've had to bring in will create a long-term shift in the way we do business? I'd say yes. I'd say that um, I, I, I would expect personally from, from what I've seen and witnessed and, and talking to other uh, peers within the industry over the past few months, um, I, I think flexibility and what the workplace actually is, is going to become more virtualized. And I think that that change will be a long-term shift um, in the way that, that a lot of industries uh, actually do business. I, I think people figured out that um, because of where technology is and people's ability to adapt very rapidly to the use of technology, um, the traditional office metric is, is, is going to change. So in terms of that shift away from that traditional kind of view of the office space, how do you think those benefits, how do you think those changes will benefit your staff? Again, I think it gives flexibility. Uh, one, one example that I can tell you as a, as a supervisor of a good deal of staff is obviously, that, as I said, when people come and go you know, to and from work, there's always safety concerns, right? Well, now they, they have a little bit more more freedom and flexibility that, and, and, and less anxiety about, you know, mass transit 
uh, going out in public, you know, obviously whenever you're on mass transit, regardless of what happens, there's always people coughing or sneezing or doing things, right? Um, you, you know, the, the exposure to that and, and, and that anxiety goes down. Uh, the frustration of sitting in traffic, right? I think you guys indicated that you're in London. I'm in Philadelphia. So, you know, um, going, you know, 30 miles or even 10 miles to work and, and sitting in traffic for over an hour sometimes can be very frustrating, right? That's the way you start your day and that's the way you end it. So I, I think that we've minimized frustration, right? We, we, we gave the ability for uh, some personal well-being with the staff. And I, I, I think that's, that's going to be found, um, you know, when people start trending and, and our think tanks start trending and doing surveys. I, I really expect there to be an uptick um, and just the personal benefits to people, right? That, that work-life balance, the work-life flexibility, I think that uh, is so talked about is actually going to become a reality. And what benefits do you think we'll see for project delivery? Oh, the ability to collaborate with larger teams. Um, you know, it, it removes the traditional barriers of having to go from office to office to have meetings. Uh, documents can be reviewed, marked up. Models can be reviewed and marked up digitally. So people, you know, don't have to uh, leave to prepare to go across town for a meeting, you know, whether it's on Uber, again, mass transit or even walk, right? They have the ability to stay where they are. Um, they can collaborate and, and things like Microsoft Teams, everybody can see each other, right? Um, you know, Skype, you have the ability to see everyone just by simply turning your camera on. So the, the social aspect is still there, right? You can still look your colleagues in the eye. You can talk about things. Everybody can laugh and, and have a good joke. Um, so it, it's just, we're, we're doing it from a distance, you know? So I, I think the project delivery aspects of this, um, the, the, the benefits are going to be massive, uh, you know, the, the, as I said, the collaborative efforts, uh, the ability to readily access data and information, uh, storing things in the clouds, you know that you have routine backups, uh, storage capacity no longer becomes a concern, um, you know, and, and, and data is big. Data is the new gold, you know. So I, I think that uh, project deliveries will be enhanced and because of the use of things like digital cell, you know, devices, um, you can access it from anywhere. And I think that's going to have a, a massive impact on the expectations of project delivery. So ultimately, what are some of the positives you think clients will see? Again, transparency, um, you know, immediate access to their data without having to go through file transfer protocols of upload times and download times. Uh, a lot of times when you do that, you know, there, there's hiccups, one little glitch and loss of the internet, you, you could potentially lose data or the integrity of the information in that file. Whereas now they can access it, get what they need. It's right at their fingertips. Um, and, and again, it's accessible from anywhere. So the ability for a constructor or a laborer to be working in the field and they need additional information, you know, going to a safe location, accessing the project or making a phone call and having a meeting uh, through a mobile device, you can work from anywhere. And, and I think that's the greatest positive that a client's going to see is the, the reassurance that there's quality and communication happening and it's happening in a very effective manner. 
So do you think the change to using common data environments will drive a faster pace of innovation in the civil engineering industry? Yes. Yes. Uh, the vertical industry, you know, started doing BIM or building information modeling about two decades ago. Uh, it really took off, I would say, roughly about 15 years ago, where it became in, in wide use in the vertical markets, the traditional building structures, etc. Um, the civil industry, because it's so fast and, and it's just a vast network of infrastructure, the things below the ground, the things above the ground, all have to be coordinated. People still have to be able to get from one place to another place while something is being improved, repaired, uh, constructed new, things are always moving. Um, so seeing the change and the, the flexibility and the robustness of the common data environment, I think is going to drive that change of innovation in the infrastructure world in a very, very rapid way. Um, lessons learned from the vertical industry and just looking at some resiliency metrics again that that word keeps coming up but being flexible and adaptable are going to give us the uh opportunity to deliver larger scale projects again with as i described on the on the golden glades project with with great transparency great accuracy great visualization great coordination it's all being done ahead of time virtually in a safe environment and, you know, the, the confusion and the communication that often starts whenever you go into a civil project uh, is more streamlined and can be scheduled. And the common data environment gives us, again, the ability to do that because you can access it from any device. So there's no limitation there. So looking ahead, do you think there will come a time where it's not necessarily the size or complexity of a project that determines the use of digital workflows, but that it's just the norm for every project across the board? I think it already has become the norm. I think it's already there. Um, it's just a matter of to what scale are teams using it. So whether it's a small firm or a large firm, they are using technology that they've made the, the, the paradigm shift of going into the digital transformation. It's been there, but now it's becoming more globalized where economies and full markets are making the digital transformation, where they're realizing that the tools and the capabilities and the ease of access to that data um, are more prevalent, faster, easier to, to, to be able to visualize or manipulate and consume. Um, I, I, I think it's just become the, the norm of doing business. Now it's just, where do we do the business, right? Uh, everything I, I think within, for sure, and personally within the next 10 years is gonna become virtualized. So what advice would you give to other firms that are perhaps lower down the learning curve in terms of digital practices? Don't be afraid. <laughs> There's, there's really no difference um, with the access to tools or the applicability of using tools. Uh, and, and I think that, um, you know, if, if, if the fear of technology is obviously still present and, and there needs to be more of a shift in understanding and a trust that we've come to a place where, you know, even 10 years ago, computers would overheat and fail. They would break, right? 
um, storage capacity, media, you know, looking at things like uh, DVDs, that was great. You know, that's a thing of the past. Um, so technology is always advancing. So I think, you know, the, the use of the tools need to be investigated a little bit more. And that's what I would recommend to people. There is a right size sort of, sort of like Goldilocks, right? There is a right size tool and technology out there, regardless of your size or your way you're, you're doing business. And it's just a matter of, of, of accessing it, finding it and developing a mastery of it. And that comfort level, I think, comes in knowing that technology, the cost of, of you know, it's within reach. The cost has come down. Um, so it, it should just, to me, uh, just be accepted that that's, that's how things happen. You know, the, again, the days of needing to print paper out are going away. Uh, reviews, markups, you know, we've seen the advent in the book industry, right? People started with e-readers and now they, they read books on their phones. Um, you know, it, it's, it's not something that's dead. Uh, I still love buying books and, and being able to fill the paper and other things, but I think that's more esoteric than the access of the information that's contained inside the book. And there's really no difference in, in how we practice or do our jobs on a day-to-day -day basis uh, that couldn't go about the same process. Well, it sounds like your teams have done a great job in the last couple of months. So thanks for joining us today, Michael, and best of luck to all of you as you transition out of lockdown, whatever that means for your company. Thank you. And you guys stay safe. It was wonderful to be with you this morning. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Engineers Collective. We'll be back in a couple of weeks' time with the next instalment. In the meantime, thanks to our guest Michael Warren from ACOM and to you for listening. This podcast is brought to you in association with Bentley Systems. Valued for their depth, breadth and scalability, Bentley Software Solutions can help you gain insight from the data you collect and coordinate, improve decisions and achieve better business outcomes. With digital technology changing the way the world lives, it's time to apply digital technology on transportation infrastructure projects to close the productivity gap with other industries. Your organization may already be going digital, but if it's struggling to embrace change or realize the benefits of digital technologies, Bentley invites you to gauge your organization's progress and take one of our going digital assessments. Work with a partner you can trust and accelerate your pace of possible by going digital with Bentley at bentley.com forward slash going hyphen digital hyphen roads.